It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. And action, away we go. Welcome to Here's Your Freaking Podcast with the Jason Lee and Clug Show. Always, thanks for uh, joining us. It's good to have you along for the ride. You can stay up to date, all things JLNK, shameless plug, by heading over to the website. Uh, social media, uh, podcast, we got videos, we got everything posted up. Head over to JLNKshow.com. What are we going to talk about on the podcast today? Uh, we're going to talk about a swingers club that is forced to make amends after uh, some backlash because of their rules. Oh, yes, there are in fact rules at the at the uh, swingers club. We're going to talk about how you can tease her throughout the day, and you know, make her want to do sex with you when she gets home. Tease her, hey, you big fat lard. Uh, we also, as uh, most of us know from experience, you can tease her all day long, but she seems to be a different person when she gets home than she was the person that was playing the back and forth over the course of the day. <laughs> hey, are we married to the same person? <laughs> but you were somebody else when you were not here. Oh, I let you cool down for the remainder of your work day. My bad. Sorry. Could, could you let that person come home yeah. and you maybe beat the fuck out of here? <laughs> Uh, we'll talk about if you're using uh, a remote-controlled vibrator and how they may be following you. We'll find out what rectal ozone therapy is, and then we'll find the worst person on the planet at the end of the podcast. So, away we go. What's more important to you, good sex or good sleep? I think the answer to that question lies, where are you at in life? Am I tired And when you ask me that? Uh, according to the experts, good sleep and good sex actually go hand in hand. I usually get one after the other. Both are important, physical, mental, emotional. Uh, I don't like the emotional thing. Like, how are you doing emotionally? Well, I haven't had sex in a while, so not very good. Uh, this dude works in a sexual health clinic that included sexual dysfunction and sleep programs together. Many times, patients with sexual issues also have sleep issues, and they say that's not a coincidence. They say sleep is time for rejuvenation. And while you're sleeping, you're producing sex hormones. I do know. I can pick up on the side when I hear a, God, I'm so fucking tired. At some point in the late afternoon, I'm like, oh, better, better swing back around a tower another day. Do you know how to make a sex hormone? No. Oh. You don't pay her. Okay. All right. Sleep also infects and uh, affects and helps regulate your testosterone levels. So when you're sleeping, it helps maintain those, and that fuels your libido and your sexual health. If you're not getting sleep, you're cutting those testosterone levels down, way down. It's even worse if you have insomnia or, oh, no, sleep apnea. You always make fun of me because I'm laying in bed for nine hours a day. I'm, sexu I'm sexually recharging. I'm a dynamo. They say if you don't get enough quality sleep, you're negatively impacting your ability to bring the goods. The Judas Priest song, right? Delivering the goods or at least, when you're in the bedroom. Or at least bringing the decent. A link has been discovered between sleep apnea and erectile dysfunction. <laughs> As you struggle to stay alive, your Peter says, yo, man, I'll let you do the heavy lifting. He's taking the day off because the rest of your body's trying to help you stay alive. They say you've no, no doubt noticed that after a quality sex, you're tired, right? That's because, well, the uh, hormone that is released during intercourse, which is four times more than when you're giving yourself the hand jive. I didn't know that. 
I didn't either. So with an actual woman, you sleep a lot better than, than shamefully by yourself. Yeah, giving yourself the one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, so a guy who has a healthy and active sex life sleeps better than guys that don't. So make it a point to get a reasonable amount of sleep and a full night of sleep. And if you've been diagnosed with sleep apnea, do something about it. Yeah, because nothing gets you delayed like the uh, sleep apnea machine. Oh, yeah. Let me pop off this CPAP mask and let's get down to business. Yeah, women can't wait to see a dude laying in bed. I saw that. Uh, I believe that's an old Disney standard, right? The guy's propped up on one hand. He's got his elbow and he's got his, his sleep mask on. They say if you're diagnosed with sleep apnea, you got to do something about it. Every once in a while, we'll see somebody here at work that will have the uh, apnea, the mask lines sure. still on their face. You're like, ooh. They say you, even if with a goofy looking mask or nose contraption, your sex life depends on it. Well, now that you put it that way, it's a different animal. What are you doing napping in the middle of the day? Oh, no. No, I'm, I'm charging up for later. Well, there's a swingers club in Australia that uh, they call themselves Australia's most exclusive swingers club. To me, right off the bat, without even hearing the story, this says to me, no uggos allowed. You ain't getting past the velvet ropes. It's an invite list only. It's called the Monkey Club. (laughs) Hey, sounds like there's going to be a lot of, like, hands and groping. Oh, 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 feces throwing, whatever. yeah. Reportedly, there's some outrage over its strict conditions for you to get in. They do have a slew of wild rules uh, for those who enter the joint. We had a story during COVID, during the lockdown, about a sex club in London that was hyper-exclusive like this. Uh-huh. And we talked about it. I went, in, I went online afterwards and checked it out. Some of the most breathtakingly beautiful people you've ever seen in your life. And I just thought, that's what exclusive sex club looks like. Yeah, this is the same way, too. Uh, people are upset because they have size requirements for female guests. Before any woman could set through foot through the door, she used to have to prove she was a size 4 to 8 by submitting pictures of themselves in bikini or underwear holding papers showing the date that the picture was taken. Like you're a kidnapping victim? Hey, hey, that is fucking offensive, man. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, I get it. You can take like, show a picture like, well, I've been eating pretty good lately, but here's a good picture of me from a few months back. Do you have a new newspaper? Men were also upheld to body standards, with the club stating that they must not carry excess pounds around the waist or stomach. And I'm out. And the second they say submit a photo, I'm thinking, well, maybe there's a garbage person sex club nearby for me. Well, they, they took a bit of a beating, so they've decided to change their requirements before you get too excited. Uh, but yes, this I is, still don't pass. This isn't incredible. It still isn't very inclusive. This is like when the army relaxes their uh, conditioning requirements. Men with dad bods don't meet the standard, as the website states. The guys must be slim, athletic, or muscular. Women can be now. Uh, now they can range from uh, size six to ten. Are now welcome. Hey, if you don't have a beer belly, you don't even need a club like this. You're doing fine on the outside world already. Men and women need to be age twenty-one to thirty-five. Has to submit photos with the strict instructions to, uh, oh, you're not allowed to <gasps> suck it in, and you're not allowed to wear sunglasses in your photos. Or sunglasses. They say, we don't expect you to be a supermodel, but for Christ's sakes, at least maintain the standard, wow. please. Oh, but also, if you know you're going somewhere with a bunch of hard bodies, you don't want to be like the one fatty there by comparison. What do you got to pay as a couple to get into the swingers club? Is it a monthly thing or is it per visit? Per visit. One night will cost you as a couple... 
250 bucks. 100 bucks, not bad. No. Single man, pervert, $120. They only take an extra 20, 20 bucks for coming alone. Yeah. And a single girl can get in for just 50 bucks. Ladies night. Showering on entry is a positive. Uh, a website warns against bad hygiene. The Swingers Club also says, please make sure your personal hygiene is 150%. That includes body odor, breath, and your genitals. Hey, <laughs> front and back. <laughs> hey, anything could happen. I got to make sure that the front door and the back door are both tidy. Oh, they say, please note. Uh, you will be asked to rectify or you will be asked to leave. There's also a dress code. No jeans for women. That means there's somebody at the standing at the door is like, ooh, you look a little bit thicker than you did the last time. Maybe, like, go, maybe go home and do some squats. Like, oh, Eric, your breath smells. They suggest women wear a little black number. Men are told to be smart, casual. The moment you arrive, you will see the interior is like a five-star hotel. Upon your arri- uh, arrival, you will be given a tour of the venue which is spread out over two floors, kind of like Clock's mother. All right. It consists mainly of open plan play areas. There's a very seductive five-star environment furnished with imported furniture. Oh, they also have artwork from uh, four corners of the globe. Wouldn't that make it a map? <laughs> hey, also, you can put anything on the wall. It's not going to distract you from what's going on in front of you in yeah. the open play areas. Yeah, boobs. They say there are plenty of king and queen size beds throughout the play area, as well as an infamous 1960s Austin Power style round bed. Oh. There are also many intriguing and erotic items too numerous to mention, according to the Swingers Club. So if you need the motivation to drop a couple of pounds, there you go. Your wife's like, well, you've been working out a lot lately. You're like, yeah. No, I'm like, no, yeah, no. we're going to a Swingers Club. Yep. How to tease her throughout the day. The master art of foreplay. Here's what we've got. You and I, like a couple of idiots, thought it starts with filthy texts during a number one rated morning show and carries right. on throughout our day. Yeah. Idiots. We're so dumb. <clears throat> they say there's foreplay and then there's foreplay before the foreplay. And it started to sound like a lot of work. They say the more time you spend getting your partner into the mood, the better, longer, and more intense your lovemaking session is bound to be for both of you. They say understanding the nuances that come with effective foreplay for people with vaginas is essential to teach her to tease her sexually. They say, in fact, the right kind of foreplay can be even more pleasurable for her than penetration. You mean there's something other than penetration? No. Weird. God, no. I don't know if this is hey, who are what, the, who what fucking is this sort of weird people? fetish internet thing? They say, here's what you need to do to tease your woman. Here we go. Understand the female arousal timeline. If you're invested in mastering the art, see, it's important to understand that their arousal process and timeline, especially if your partner is a woman. A woman! Hers will differ greatly than yours. <laughs> yeah, no fooling. My, mine is, you've lit a cheap firecracker. They say arousal is different for everyone, but typically it can take about 20 minutes for someone with a vagina to get fully aroused. All right, 20 minutes isn't bad. It seems this may seem like an incredible long amount of time, a long window of time. Especially if you're someone with a penis, when it can happen in under a minute. But those 20 minutes are very important because physically, that's how long it takes a woman to get turned on. 
Testosterone is a hormone that reminds us that we are horny. Without it, we need... Uh, they say without it, you need more foreplay to build up arousal. So that's where all the, the, the footwork comes in there with the ladies. You keep using that word work. The foreplay process basically tells our brain, yes, I'm glad I'm here. Women are responding to the stimuli and foreplay to get going for more action, they say. Understanding your partner's body and how it works is a huge step in the right direction. They say 75% of women don't have penetration, uh, don't have an orgasm from penetration alone. Foreplay is the key. This entire Why have it on good authority that 0% of women have orgasms, period? <laughs> hey, through years of dedicated research and development, I have determined that that's not even a thing. I found those fucking old codgers on the curse of Oak Island just mining for something that's never there. Doesn't stop me. I never get a glimpse, but I keep working toward it. Yeah, you keep digging in that dirt. You ain't going to find nothing. Yeah. They say uh, teasing begins outside the bedroom. Our sex drive starts in the brain. The most powerful teasing happens long before you reach the bedroom, say the experts. Foreplay is a real and important phenomenon. I like the fact that this whole conversation is predicated on the fact that the, the teasing and the turning on works both ways. Do you ever remember your wife teasing you to get no. you warmed up and in the mood? No. Like, I better send Jason a flirty text no. over lunch. <laughs> She's like, don't forget to get vegetables on your way home. I'm like, yeah, this is hot as fuck. <laughs> they say physical or psychological foreplay. That's everything from the right cologne, a candlelight dinner, uh, a glance, a bit of dirty talk. Did you fucking get those vegetables I told you to get? Yeah, I got them. <laughs> They were out of they were out of broccoli like you wanted. I had to get a Brussels sprouts, and I know how much you ate Brussels sprouts when it was the only thing they had that looked any good. They say don't make a beeline for the privates. <laughs> <laughs> they say teasing by definition is about creating suspense and not giving it all away. That's the beeline to the privates. Oh, well, here's the problem. I am a fucking I'm a, I'm a pig. <laughs> We can do this. They say we can do this in physical and non-physical ways. No, rule number one of teasing is not to go straight for the sex organs. <laughs> Rather, focus on the rest of her body. But those are where all the fun things happen. <laughs> oh, it's a kneecap. I don't know where I am. Take your time. Don't be afraid to pay attention to the arch of the foot, the back of the knee, the ears, the hair, the underside of wrists. Use breath to your advantage. <laughs> Why are you so out of breath, Warren? This is untrue. Just your, the way I am. Your breath is one of the most powerful sexual tools you have, and you can use it in great number of ways. I think it would, what? I think I'd really turn her off if it's if I stopped breathing altogether. <laughs> oh, that's the apnea. I apologize. They say. Here's what it says. Hey, you uh, realize your nose is runny, so you start breathing out of your mouth. <laughs> it says, gently kiss their neck and then breathe warm air on the same area with a wide open mouth. Slowly, gently breathe. <laughs> hey, 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 turn the music on. Let me try. <sighs> it says, pull back from kissing and centrally run your tongue on the inside of the upper lip while you exhale ever so slightly. Here, one woman says, my boyfriend does this thing to my ear that's half breathing, half grazing my earlobe with his lips. That's discreet enough for him to do while we're in public. It instantly gets me excited. He knows what it does to me and loves to watch my reaction. 
<laughs> I'm in there panting in her ear like I just got done running from the police. Is this it? Is this what you were looking for? They say the, another. Uh, I got a snake in my boot. Here, when you're uh, teasing them, keep them guessing. As it turns out, not knowing what your next move is is going to make a great experience more pleasurable for your partner. Research shows that dopamine, we all know what dopamine, right? It's oh, the pleasure yeah. hormone. Um, dopamine is higher when you're anticipating a reward more than the actual receiving of the reward. What does it so say? So the fact knowing that you're going to get laid is actually more exciting than no, than actually getting laid. When the reward is unpredictable, dopamine levels double. The takeaway, give your partner exactly what they want. Maybe less, uh, giving your partner exactly what they want is actually less pleasurable than teasing. Teasing is where the real money is. If you try to remember way back to when you were dating, uh, not even with your wife, with just other women, there was always that one, one or two dates or those hangouts where you didn't like, you're like, it could go this way. I've got to be ready. I've got to pay attention. And like, and you think it might, you think it might, then it does. You're like, oh, you're like, but it will be the next time. They say building anticipation is the key to pleasure. So tease it throughout the day, change it up often, so that your approach is unpredictable. Like throw her a curveball, like trying to finger bang her at a target. All right, if you don't think that's going to work out for you, probably not. Whoa, a Canadian vibrator manufacturer has been fined $3 million. Wow. After a judge found that they were tracking customers' data without their knowledge. What? I want to know what they're going to do with this information. It's called WeVibe. And they were forced to pay customers who use their smart vibrators over $7,000 each in a class action lawsuit. It was revealed that the company had been collecting data. Or data. You know, like every other app on the market, they were pretty much mining everything that you have. But I don't understand why. Like, what are they going to do? Try to populate your news feed with ads? Like, you could sure go for a cigarette right now, I bet. They were collecting data, like how often the app-driven vibe vibrator was used and to what intensity. And then they would send the intimate data back to the company. So they would then know the sexual habits of their users. Hey, imagine classifying all your users like ones that are like constantly using this thing all the time. And like, oh just... no, I left it on in the nightstand. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Standard standard innovation, innovation is the name of the company. They say the data was only used for diagnostic purposes. Right, right. Uh, but they say that they... Uh, wow, but they... But the fact that they appeared to not alert customers to what was being collected turned out to be something customers weren't a big fan of. Like, no Embarrassed, hey, I think, is the word you're looking for. No one's going to buy a vibrator if you know that your your usage time is going to be logged. Yeah. It's going to send you a screen time alert on Sunday. It's like, whoa, you were pounding away for an hour and a half this week. Okay, you bring up the menu, you hit general, and then you look at usage, and yeah. it'll tell you how long you've been at it. You're no. like, oh, no. This is how much time you talked, you surfed, this is how much time you spent texting. What? What the fuck is going on with this thing? All right, Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, she's been in the news for the past week because of this weirdo skiing white people thing she's got going on. Yeah, an old retired optometrist skied into her, and uh, now they're having a big... He thinks that she owes him money, and she thinks that he is off base. 
So Gwyneth Paltrow has claimed to be an advocate for rectal ozone therapy. What do you think that is? How do you think she looks so dynamic up on the stand defending herself? Well, it seems that she and a lot of other people believe that shooting chemically generated ozone with the help of an oxygen tank and a small generator can boost immunity, kill off bacteria, and improve blood flow. But basically, from what I understand, they blow ozone up your ass. Just like air from around you or like just specific ozone? Is it a steady stream or is it just a couple of puff, puff passes? I don't know. It's got to be nice. You're just squatted over this thing like, ooh, yeah. This this reminds me of that trend, what was it, last summer or the summer before people sunning their buttholes? It's like those Glade plugins when you all, whoa. I feel a million times better. Uh, doctors, by the way, say that shooting ozone up your ass, the evidence uh, is controversial at best on whether it actually works. You know, cancer is still out there killing people. I mean, maybe they can focus on that instead of blowing air up your butthole. All right, here's the worst person on the planet. It's one of those guys. 65-year-old man, his name is Daniel. Danny. Sealer is his last name. Dennis Sealer. He's got a bit of a fetish. He needs to kind of get to the. He needs to get a handle on this. He allegedly broke into a New York daycare center, where he stole diapers and formula. He left notes behind, indicated he wanted to be, pretend to be a baby girl. Oh, one of those guys. On the 333-plus episodes of this podcast, we've covered bizarre fetishes, but the poop and the diaper fetishes are the ones where you're like, how do you... It's weird that he left notes behind. Cops say on January 30th, the daycare worker found $120 along with a note asking if they had adult-sized diapers and if they'd play along. A week later, a similar note was found in $200 in cash. So now we're up to $320. So where's, where does the pleasure come from in this scenario? Like, you, you poop your diaper, then someone cleans you up? I don't know. Are On you... February 11th, another note and more money was found. Whoever this daycare worker is like, fucking, I hit the lottery. Yeah. This is great. Another note, more cash was found <laughs> indicating that he'd like to play as a baby and call her himself Baby Danielle. <laughs> Hey, I don't want to meet baby Danielle if they're writing and leaving cash behind. Not at all. On Saturday, when the daycare isn't open, surveillance video showed a man playing with diapers and piecing them together to make one big diaper. <laughs> you know they sell adult diapers at the store, right, on Amazon. And clearly the man has the means because he's just shaving off cheddar for this daycare to go buy him diapers. He then went into the bathroom, changed into the huge pair of diapers, <laughs> and put pants on over the diapers and ran out of the building. The employee also found that somebody drank a half a bottle of formula, used a bib, and stole three other diapers, I assume, to make another great big pair of diapers. <laughs> Imagine you're watching him on security, and he's piecing together these little diapers. He's like, I'm going to make one giant super diaper. I'm like, I don't think I should be watching this. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> I need to I need to find a better place to be in life. I'm uncomfortable just talking about it, because the odds are good. This guy has like sisters and brothers, and probably a mom and a dad. Well, he's 65. He probably has grandchildren. They found him. He admitted to everything and said he was, quote-unquote, working through an addiction. You have a diaper addiction? Fucking weirdo. After being charged, police released him after determining uh, determining that he wasn't a risk to the kids or the facility. The guy just likes to wear diapers. Rose.
I like to just said I have a problem. Uh, uh, it's an addiction. I'm, I'm trying to get my therapist says yeah, that yeah. I need like to being in a diaper. Call uh, me baby Danielle. Yeah. One day, a uh, day after, was it one day at a time? Isn't that what they tell you? Yeah, we. I think those baby guys appear on what my strange addiction every once in a while, and you're like, shit, man. You're like it's not a sex thing. You're like, that oh, looks awfully a lot like a sex thing. You weirdo. All right, so there you go. There's the uh, there's the worst person on the planet, clearly. Just, you know, for the humiliation of somebody seeing you on video piece together three diapers to make a big diaper. That <laughs> oh, part sucks. Yeah, we got a little Etsy craft going like, on is, here. You're like, you didn't see me doing any weird shit, did you? Like any of the weird stuff like drinking the formula no, or pooping in diapers? They're like, no. no, no, I didn't see that. No. Well, I did see all that, but I also saw you piece piecemeal a big adult diaper together because hey, you know at one point he's holding it up like like he's holding it up he's like eh, he's holding it up to his it. waist like your yeah. mom did when she's like i don't know if those jeans will fit so she holds him up a little bit she's like all right i think that'll do that'll do then he slips it over his jeans like this is just yeah. right time yeah. to put it on I just cobbled together a, an adult diaper out of some regular sized diapers that's, oh. that's humiliating plus he's getting that weird crunch when he walks like di- like babies get no well then he left and he wore him out of the house he had to take off running back to his own digs after he left the daycare Weird. You know he peed those diapers, right? Oh yeah. You know he fucking took him to task. That's for sure. That's. I mean, that's a good. That's a great endorsement for if you're the diaper company. All right, you're like, look, they're so good. Even these weirdos like them. So there you go. There's the worst person on the planet again. You can stay up to date all things JLNK by heading over to JLNKShow.com, and we will see you next Tuesday. Podcasts by Federated Media.